And welcome back to another episode of AlphaCast. I'm Mike Winner, and I'm here as always with Dr. Bear Paul Lando. Today we have back on the show, Sherry Edwards. She's returning today. We uh, had a wonderful conversation with her last year. And uh, if you want to get uh, more in tune, no pun intended, with what Sherry's all about, you can listen to that podcast. Uh, I believe that was last September. Uh, one of our earlier alpha casts. It's one of our most popular ones as well. And so that is a great summary of Sherry's work. Today, we're going to be more focused on what Sherry's been currently working on in terms of COVID-19 and all the wonderful work she's been doing. Uh, she is uh, returned here today to talk about a bioacoustics perspective with CV-19. Uh, her Institute of Bioacoustic Biology is the future of medicine now. In this time of crisis, the introduction of sound technology is meeting the demands for the increasing numbers of people seeking effective, non-invasive alternatives to self-heal. A very powerful technology that we need more than ever. How are you today, Sherry? I am great. That was a wonderful introduction. <laughs> oh, th <laughs> thanks so much. Uh, and Bear Paul Lando, how are you today? Doing great. Thanks, Mike. Beautiful day here. Yes, indeed it is. So, Sherry, why don't you go ahead and kick it off and let us know, give us a little quick summary of what you've been up to recently. You know, it might be a good way to start is, um, you mentioned this on Sarah Westall's show, but for those who haven't seen that, um, how you were able to <clears throat> essentially, uh, was it from one of the Diamond Princess cruise liners, um, test uh, a um, someone who had symptoms of COVID-19 and what your findings were and then that path that that led you down and where and kind of how you are currently working to um, with your technologies to help those that are being affected by this. Good grief. That's wonderful. We probably should tell people that the institute that I run sticks a microphone in front of your face, takes a 30 second sample and that those frequencies from your voice we think are a holographic representation of what is going on in your body. And we've been doing this now for 34 years, but to let people know what's going on about this particular uh, coronavirus, let's start in 2000. Nexus Magazine put out an article about what our work was here because we had been asked to help uh, some local people who had non-responsive pneumonia. And so we got some blood, we put it on a microscope or a little piece of glass, um, and I sang to it. And I, as I sang to that specimen of blood, the cloaking around the bacteria began to fall away. It looked like a bubble. And as I sang to it, it took about eight minutes for the neutrocells, the, the killer cells, to recognize that that was an invasion of a bacteria. And so here under the microscope, and I sent you pictures of that, um, we have, we're watching this movie and watching the cloaking peel away and watching the killer cells devour the invading critter 
and I don't remember what it was. The weird thing about it was that when we took blood from the person afterwards who was in another building, her blood exhibited the same kind of decloaking that the specimen that I was singing to. So her blood was somehow connected, still connected to the specimen I was singing to when she wasn't even in the room while I was singing. I probably should uh, explain that how all of this started is that I hear sounds from people that other people don't pay attention to or they can't hear it. And my voice is, because I hear different, my voice is mutated. And so I was seeing this blood specimen and singing to it, and it began to decloak these pathogens. And we started looking at that over the years then, and we did vaccine antidotes, we did um, Ebola antidotes, all those articles are on our website. Um, and we found out there was a way to decode these genes and the proteins that they were creating and really making you sick. So along comes a gene like um, measles or something. You get exposed to it. It gets in your blood. It attaches, and that's an important word, it attaches to a cell and begins to set up housekeeping. And what it's doing is tricking that cell into replicating the bad gene or the bad pathogen, I should say. And in every case until now, it has um, been, we've been able to antidote it for, for herpes, for HPV, and we've been able to work with people to back off the damage from vaccines. And we sort of kept that quiet, except for that 2000 Nexus article, and it's called Decloaking Resistant Pathogens. And we warned at that point, um, 20 years ago, that superbugs were up on us, and unless somebody paid attention to what we were doing, there was going to be a pandemic. And so people read that article, and they asked me to deal with the coronavirus. I decoded the gene, and I used the government database for this, and I decoded the first four proteins. Well, I decoded the first protein, and I found something weird, that the gene had an antidote, and the ant mathematical antidote accelerated the bad guys, the protein. Nature does not work that way. Never in my 20-some years of working with pathogens had it ever happened that if you can antidote the gene, it's going to accelerate the bad guy. And I started looking at it, and it was all in the scale of 224. And you said you work in 432, so it'd be um, just like almost but not quite. What what is double two twenty four eight four? So is in uh, four forty eight, hmm. and the gene was I think the A sharp, and the protein was an A, and they were in the same scale, 
that doesn't happen. That indicates that this is man-made. There are several other indicators, like we finally got a voice print, and it looks like about half of it's gone, and it looks like what the sounds are for it is somebody took a bunch of voices and threw them in a pot. I think somebody took a bunch of snippets of SARS and Ebola and anything else they could think of, and they threw it in a pot. And that's how they got this to be so potent. So as we're looking at it, four more proteins showed up, and then 14, and then 18. So what this means as we're looking at it is the body is building strains of it and mutating it every time somebody has it. And the number base got so large that we could not create an antidote without causing something else. Because whoever invented this was incredibly smart. Because one of the antidotes gives you West Nile. One of the antidotes gives you HIV. One of the antidotes takes out your iron. So unless we knew exactly what strain, and that was impossible, we couldn't do anything about this virus. Although I did give out the numbers for the very first set, and people are uh, welcome to use that. We put out an article that shows them how to use it. So I started looking at this, and the real problem, and going back to that 5G article, um, that we sent you, the real problem was the pathogen, the bad guy, was getting into the cell. So I decided to write a computer program that will give all of the frequencies that will not allow the pathogen to take hold in a cell. It's sort of opposite of a vaccine. When they give you these vaccines, they put in hematagglutinin. And that makes it adhere to your cell. So what I did was create an anti-hematagglutinin, and I put that out as a list for people. So this works for almost any incoming pathogen that we protect the body. So when the next one comes, we're still protected. We don't have to make antidotes for any and everything coming along. So I'm not a doctor, we should tell people that, and I have not worked one-on-one uh, -on -one with any coronavirus person, but I have taken their vocal prints, and they're sending them to me uh, by the carload. People who have had this and are getting over it, their note of B is really high, and that that. Uh, relates to nuclear factors, the cytokine storm. The people who are susceptible to it have the note of C dead. And there's two reasons for that we looked at. One, it's very close to the note or the frequency of zinc. And that's why people are losing their sense of smell. Now, we did a paper about that with Parkinson's. The, Zinc is one of the things that makes Parkinson's clients, patients, lose their sense of smell. And the other part of that note of C deals with how to put an oxygen formula together to create ozone. And you don't want to 
do the ozone in a high humidity room and you um, one of our practitioners sent that and we use it in about 15 minute increments the ozone so if people want to get an ozone machine if they want to produce ozone by uh, frequency um, so that's a lot of information packed into I'd say so. I have some theories too, but uh, oh. I'll let Bear jump in here because I'm sure he's got some uh, wonderful things to say. Hi, Sherry. I never greeted you properly. Thanks for being with us today. Oh, you're most welcome. <laughs> um, for the uh, people that didn't see uh, the first time you're with us, you know, it's one of our most popular episodes. And uh, I also told our audience then that uh, you were kind enough back in the 90s to come out to Hawaii where our clinic was and train my staff. And based on your information, it helped me put together a, a sound room in my clinic and we used it for a long time. And I know your work has progressed light years uh, since then. So, uh, you know, we're really appreciative of everything you do. Um, you know, in bioterrain medicine, uh, what I've done for a long time we look at these microbes under the microscope in live blood and also, uh, you know, in recent years have the ability to tune into their waveforms, you know, the actual frequencies and pick them apart and uh, understand numerically in ways, uh, you know, what the, the configuration of the waveforms means to our body and also at the same time how our body is responding to them. So I agree with you totally in that, um, there are two different types of organisms out there in microbiology. Now, back in the day, uh, you know, when I was first in this business, the normal microbes we see in the body were just part of the ecosystem. And those uh, organisms did respond to bodily needs and progress through different cycles. We've been talking a lot about this lately. And then they would, uh, you know, from a single protein, uh, protein or protein uh, uh, kind of fragment that we would see as little sparkles, you know, under the microscope, they would then, if need be, differentiate into uh, all sorts of forms all the way up to bacterial and fungal forms. And then they would provoke symptoms, you know, like sniffles and, and uh, the runs and, you know, upshuck in every way. And you don't feel good and you swear you're sick, but actually it was uh, um, those microbes uh, working to help us clean house and it was very purposeful and then they went away when they did their job and uh, also it explains another whole understanding of virus and that virus are actually endogenous they are made within our own bodies and they interact with cells and bio the RNA and and uh, you know then in conjunction with the cells make surfactants and things that help clean house and also provoke that pleomorphic progression of the, the, the other protein fragments to differentiate into bacterial forms and so forth. But now we've got a very complicated situation because these viruses, which are again, normally an inside job and they're as part of a natural ecosystem to help us maintain health, what they're doing in the labs is they're using these viruses, uh, um, joining them together with animal tissues and then engineering them in ways so that they can operate in stealth. And then as you, uh, you know, describe, mutate in certain ways so that they're always a step ahead of us. And uh, then to make things complicated even more, 
um, you know, viruses on their own could never be passed. Uh, they could never spread because our bodily defenses, our gastric juices, our respiratory channels would eat them alive and, and you know, they'd never get internal. Plus, we have an entire colonization of microbes in the surface of our body that protects us from any kind of foreign things. But now these uh, viruses, when they are uh, part of a live cell complex, they can get in the body uh, by injection and in other means. And of course, that brings in tick bites. It brings in, uh, you know, which is why they experiment in that, in that way, you know, just to make insects a handy vector and also uh, injecting them by way of vaccines. And it's a long story we could talk about. But um, yeah, your uh, level of work there is, is really um, what I believe is the only way to combat these things because the body is electrical and the only way we can antidote and make the body uh, resistant on that fundamental level is through sonic frequencies and you're the expert in that area. And uh, so here we are, we've got uh, synthesized... Uh, Frankenstein creatures that are injected in us. They're actually, you know, we work with people that take atmospheric samples that are things that are coming down through the chemtrailing and everything. It's not just heavy metals and things, but there's also live biological material. And I don't know for sure uh, how those things um, can enter our body and, and pass through the defenses, but it seems like they are somehow. And uh, things like Margellans, for, for instance, Margellans, you know, where these actually robotic fibers are entering people's bloodstream just by breathing them in. So there's many, many things that we don't know about. I don't know, you know, exactly how they work. I just know they're there. I see the uh, proof of it, you know, in people's bodies with the symptoms they produce. And another very interesting uh, factor with these is they're working with DNA, of course, in subjecting us to foreign DNA. Now, this DNA, uh, every DNA is a, a little miniature dual impedance antenna, and it's, cap it's calibrated in a way to pick up frequencies. And then uh, in conjunction with things like 5G or even 4G or 3G, for that matter, 5G is just a little more penetrating, then they can activate uh, by way of the DNA in these creations and uh, not only activate them, but calibrate them with carrier waves and other ways to, so that they have uh, certain effects. And um, so anyway, that's uh, just, I just wanted to introduce with that and that uh, it's a whole new ball game now. Thank God, you know, you're out there doing what you're doing. And, uh, you know, another little interesting side note, and then, uh, you know, I'd just like to, you know, maybe if you could address the you know, that connection with these microwaves we're subjected to these days. Um, we did experiments, uh, you know, in the past where we take blood out of a person's body. We put it up on a screen, you know, so that we can see it under a microscope and it's on a monitor. Then we have that person, um, you know, alongside, uh, you know, the microscope uh, on the table. And then we do treatments uh, of different types, you know, to their body. And then you can look on the screen and see the blood uh, under the microscope that's no longer in their body uh, go through changes that the body's going through. So it kind of collaborates with some of the things you were alluding to there. So um, great to have you here, Sherry. I just want to sit back and uh, you know let you share your knowledge with us. So thanks again. 
You're most welcome. And I would like to add something. You were talking about the body being electric and we can go down to that system and work at the electrical system. But when we give people back their sounds, we go to the magnetic position, the magnetic system of the body. They go hand in hand. Anytime you have an electrical wire, um, it has an insulation on it and that makes it behave. So you can send it from one place to the other and it doesn't get lost in your ear when it should go to your finger. So when we look at the magnetic potential of a sound or something that's going on in the body, which is electrical, which is just a different octave and everything you can put into octaves so we can hear it or see it or smell it or feel it. So putting those all together. Uh, so if people are going to do these frequencies, we've set them up in a way that it will deal with the electric and the magnetic potential of the body. We set up online a way for people to go test their own um, body against the coronavirus. And we have all the things in there that we found, the iron, the glutathione, the quercetin, vitamin C, vitamin D. And we just got absolutely overrun. So we now have a way for people to use this evaluation online and they can use the Corona Conflict um, software on their own. And we have a class that we've done uh, and it'll give people the access to that. So people can do their own thing, which is really what we wanted in the first place. But we would like people to uh, give us back some feedback about what is going on. So you can go to soundhealthoptions.com and uh, you also can, it's on Sound Health Portal to P-O-R-T-A-L. You can go sign up for a apprentice and if you give them the code 6010, they will give you access to coronavirus so you can go test yourself nutritionally and you can test yourself against all the proteins that your body needs to not allow the pathogens to enter a cell. So that's our gift to the world and we hope people learn to do it and teach their neighbors and set up a business and that we the people get the control back of what we can do with our bodies. And it's all, all done with frequencies and different kinds of waves. And when you get the frequencies, you need to put it in a square wave. And we have also given you a generator, uh, tonegeneratoronline.com and use the binaural beat and you'll be able to feed yourself these sounds. Some of you have Rife machines, it'll work with that. Some of you have bioacoustic machines, it'll work with that. And if you have questions, just get in touch with us and we'll help you set it up. If each of us, each household, sets up um, a barrier for them and themselves, and we know what to do with for your environment also, then it's not the police or the government or CDC um, controlling us. Whoever controls your health 
controls your quality of life. And I read in the newspaper the other day, uh, a father, a daughter, and a mother were playing in a park. And they were playing like uh, some kind of ball. And the police arrested the man because he wasn't staying six feet away from his own daughter. That is a ridiculous police state. And that's what we're trying to counter. So people have more freedom. You see the surfer that got arrested in the water? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's too close and to the so face. It was, it's a great vid uh, video. He's out there on a paddle board and he's the only guy in the ocean. And there's, uh, you know, police on the shore trying to paddles away. And then within a few moments, you've got the Coast Guard out there trying to corral him. So he's paddling and actually evading and goes under some piers. And he's giving them a run for their money. But finally, they come in with two boats and surround them and then, uh, you know, force him to shore. And then they cuffed him on shore and took him away. For what reason? Well, he was in social distance, distancing with the dolphins or something, I guess. I don't know. That sounds ridiculous and funny. And we're about the same age. Can you remember all these comic books and stuff and Star Trek things that where the government was taking over the people and you think, oh, that's so far-fetched. That's never going to happen. We are living it. <laughs> yeah. This is the board. We are all being absorbed and resistance is futile. Hey, Sherry, um, I'm on your site and I'd like to find this. Um, I go to your site periodically. So I typed in there. So where are we? Clinical services, classes, bioacoustic shop? Well, Sound Health Portal is, is probably the best place to go to get right into this. Would you say, Sherry? Okay. That's where you can do your own stuff because it's like a workstation that you can use everything wow. we give you to go um, become a part of it. I could call. I'll, sh I'll share all the links and everything on the show notes. I'll make sure everybody gets channeled right into this. I want to keep the discussion. Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted yeah. to look at it while you were talking there. And, uh, but thank you so much for addressing the um, social liberties aspect of this because um, – and I don't want to get off on that tangent, but I was uh, traveling in circles where 20 years ago, uh, and this came from people that work inside to certain institutions and agencies, we were viewing documents uh, in black and white that said in 2020, there would be a biological event uh, for the purpose of consolidating global governance bringing in a cashless society and having mandatory herd vaccinations. And uh, isn't it curious that, boy, it just happened in the exact year. Well, we were um, warning about, there's several people out there that warned about how man-made stuff is really ruining our, our company, our house, our building. I'm gonna write for this link and see if they'll put it up for us. Need to know where. Yeah, I would argue that all man-made stuff causes all disease, uh, from the vaccines to all the chemicals in the world. If we lived in a completely natural state, we would be disease-free. Um, and you, you know, this 5G article that um, I would love everybody to read, 
uh, that we talked about earlier. It's on nexusnewsfeed.com. I'll drop a link in the show notes. It's by um, uh, Robert O'Leary, who you work with. Um, there's an interesting thing that you mentioned before in terms of your voice analysis that you think this is potentially an AI-derived virus, man-made virus. And I've been coming up with a theory that we may be dealing with the first electronic virus, or in other words, delivered through 5G. It's interacting with our cellular matrix in a way that's why we're seeing this constant mutation, that they've literally figured out some sort of frequency via AI or something that is interfering with our natural immune system. Um, so I've been working on these on a theory related to this, but um, you know that was interesting that in this article and what you've said in the past um, relates to potentially some kind of AI factor with 5G related to what we're seeing with COVID. Well, the numbers are just absolutely too perfect. Uh, there's no way around that. We began to notice this kind of thing when um, HPV came out. And they wanted to give it to nine-year-old boys, even though it was for cervical cancer. And we started looking at the numbers and how they were uh, countering each other. Um, we always know two and two is four, where they were trying to put the numbers together, like two and two is 16, um, and how they were, what they were using to counter it. But in the article that Robert wrote, uh, and that was last August, we said it's iron, it's iron related, it's heme related, it's the body carrying iron. Um, and by the way, I'm going to put out some information on how to build a biocharger for people so they can make their own iron in water. So that's a whole nother show. Um, I'll write that down. That's amazing. So as we look at these numbers, they're, they're just too perfect. It would take a computer mind to be able to do this. And the fact that it appears in the same octa in the same scale as the A and the A sharp of that scale, nature does not do that. And that's in the, one of the first papers that we put out where we're showing proof that this is man-made. A lot of people came after that, but this was in August and everything that they've come out with and everything they've said, we've been ahead of it, including the iron. And when you look at zinc, the uh, opposite of zinc numerically is a form of ammonia that attacks the lungs. The other things they haven't come out with yet is uh, Robert put in his article that this is going to affect animals and it's going to bring up more um, rabies cases so protect your animals as well as protect yourself yeah that was uh one thing i was wondering about with the 5g rollout are we gonna you know besides obviously if this is affecting all biology we would be seeing it in other uh, mammals and uh, the birds, and what are we seeing? We've seen massive, in the last few years, massive flocks of birds falling dead, you know, biblical-sized proportions here. So um, we're really in a crisis right now, wouldn't you say, Sherry? I don't want us to be, but I'm looking at that. Uh, some tigers got coronavirus. 
if they would uh, quit, so it's cross species, if they'd quit attacking Corona and protect the body, they would get a lot um, more response. But that's just my opinion. That's the first that's the first premise of biotrain medicine is you treat the body, not the disease. And, and you've uh, known that for how many years? That, yeah. And uh, I learned from greater minds that came before me, long before me. So, um, of course, what they have us uh, uh, in is really the most detrimental thing is the state of fear. Yes. And keeping um, ignorance and fear is the, the worst thing that you can do to make a body vulnerable to everything you don't want to have happen. We've put out many times that A and A sharp is your immune system. That's exactly the frequency that used A and A sharp. We can take it a few steps further in that we have found with people who uh, have compromised immune systems that multiples of 17, 19, and 14, like 14, 28, you know, multiples of it, if those are found in their voice, the 17 deals with the buildup of toxins and ammonia. The 19 um, deals with your pH. But the 14, that, that's a A-sharp, that's the one that attacks your immune system and your mast cells. This coronavirus reacts a lot more like an allergy than a pathogen. And in each case, you have to protect your cells. This idea of hematagglutinin, and it's been in the herb um, genre for a long time. Nutribiotic, I don't own anything in the company. <laughs> I just use it a lot. Nutribiotic grapefruit seed extract. You can get it from Amazon. We've used it for recluse spider bites even, and it'll take care of it. You know, and there was some lady in Texas that got bit under the arm. And I had a daughter who got bit on the leg and it cleared it right up. This woman, they were going to amputate her arm. And I tried to get in touch with the head nurse. And she said, oh, we get a lot of calls from nuts like you and hung up. <laughs> there needs to be a lot more uh, exploration of nerves, herbs, homeopathy, because I think the tools are there. You know, frequency is just one of them. Frequency is dot, dot, dot. You've seen these TV shows where they put a little bit of blood on some, something and circle it around. And, oh, that's hydrogen peroxide. The idea that we can manipulate, have dominion over frequency is a new medicine. And that's what we've been working on. We're having a hard time getting people to pay attention to us, even though we can recreate tissue and help people with uh, get rid of the problems with HPV vaccinations and help with fertility. Right now, we have more questions from foreign countries to help them than we have in our own country. And remember Obama's promise, there will be no stone unturned. We are the corona stone unturned. And if people want to get ahead of this and quit running after a virus, 
let's run after our own immune systems and make that healthy so we never have to worry about any invading pathogens. And I see this as a real way to control the future, to control your health, to control the economy. Zeke Emmanuel yesterday put out a notice that he thinks we're going to be in quarantine for another 18 months. Americans will not tolerate that. Think, my hair looks awful and I haven't had a haircut in a month. What are we going to look like if we can't even go to a hair salon? A People are not going to tolerate <laughs> it. We need to present them an alternative. This is like Buckminster Fuller. If you don't like this system, don't buck it. It's already entrenched. Build a better system, give it to people, and let them spread the news. So that's what we're trying to do here. Every time we get a new piece, um, we share it with people. But it's all in that 5G article, if they want to go look at Nexus last August. Written by Robert O'Leary, no. lawyer and attorney. So um, what's amazing is you have billions of, uh, I was talking about this on another podcast last, last night. We have billions of powerful spiritual beings on this planet. And there's a handful, literally, of demented sociopaths that believe that they have the prerogative of um, controlling the herds. They put words on pieces of paper then grant themselves the right to use violence to uh, enforce those words. And here we are, all these powerful entities going along with it. So the biggest secret, but not a secret to the controllers at all, it's the thing they fear most, is that we're going to wake up someday and say, why are we going along with this? Why are we listening to Bill Gates? I mean, who, who are these people? Um, so... Yeah, it's it's amazing, and and I believe um, everything is purposeful, and I don't see this as negative at all. Even though a lot of people will suffer because of it, because it's pushing us into a corner, and as asleep as Americans have become, you know, we were still indoctrinated on this fundamental level since childhood that we're Americans, we're free, and even though we in fact aren't free, we on some level have been programmed to believe we are, and that little program is going to work against them, and it's starting to work against them right now because when the herd does shift, and we're just a, a, a moment away from that critical mass happening, then we'll change and we'll stop obeying, and like you say, the solutions that people like you have to make the planet a better place will be readily available. Um, just a quick comment, you know, when you talk about herbs and things. Um, when I was first studying Chinese medicine, I was, you know, memorizing formulas and, and things for different conditions. And, you know, back then they used to talk about energy and you didn't, you know, like today, uh, formulations are made by people putting things together because they match them according to symptoms. And then they do a kitchen sink formula and they have six things that are all supposed to be anti-inflammatory. Well, way back when they didn't do that, they were looking at the energetic qualities. Now, you know, when I was first studying, I didn't quite intuitively, I got it, but I didn't really understand it. But it wasn't until I got into the waveform physics that I realized, well, I can, and we do that now, by the way, we measure herbs 
and we can actually find their natural frequency patterns that mathematically, you know, roll out in a way that makes that waveform unique, say, from another herb. And the other interesting thing is that herbs are analog uh, mirror images of certain human cells. And we'll even take some herbs uh, called gamma preparations uh, that we concentrate, you know, from the embryological form of those uh, herbs. And they're, what we do is we, it's like collecting plant stem cells and they're the analog mirror image cells for say the kupfer cells in the, in the liver of a human. And we've learned how to match those up to do all sorts of things. So uh, homeopathy is going right to the pure frequency of things and just, uh, you know, getting rid of the pharmacological uh, parts of it and isolating the frequencies. And so it's really getting closer to what you're doing. And um, but what you're doing is, is actually the ultimate, because now we don't even need the herb anymore when we know how to reproduce those patterns the waveforms and you do it through sonic frequencies and you can deliver um uh you know those you know without even having to go out and buy a preparation i believe that's in fact where you know medicine is going and has to go so uh you know it, it's a whole different game and then of course even in the world of herbology what are we everybody doing now they're standardizing herbs you know, they'll say, oh, well, we've done this research and we find this chemical component in this herb is the thing that really makes it work. And then they isolate that. So now all of a sudden, it's like you have a drug. You aren't getting the whole pattern, the whole informational field that nature originally created that made it what it was. So we keep trying to... Um, you know, reinvent the wheel and it just doesn't work even in a lot of natural mo modalities and natural remedies. And, uh, you know, going, that's why myself, uh, you know, and especially in recent years, I'm going right to waveform mechanics and working from that level. So, um, any response you have to that? Uh, several, you bring up so many good points. We did a big Parkinson's study about a year ago and we found out that people who are diagnosed with Parkinson's most of the time don't have Parkinson's. They have a reaction to a tetanus shot. They have um, Stiffman syndrome, which is all about glycine. Um, there's about 13 different diseases they actually have, and they're calling it Parkinson's. And you would treat Stiffman syndrome very different from how you would treat actual Parkinson's and that ability to not use dopamine. We've got a big project going on now about fat and how fat is your friend and what's going on with it. But the computer is able to look at your print and tell us this is what you really have because you match this math matrix that I think it's an intuitive thing built in to our DNA. So as we're looking at something like um, fat, it can be leptin, it can be adiponectin, it can be uh, too much food, too little exercise. I mean, so many things. But the computer program that we are sharing with people not only tells them what it is, but we break it down into biomarkers and biobundles so that we can see what's causing it. And looking at something like Digitalis, which is from Foxglove, 
but there's four or five other frequencies there. So here's medicine. It just took out the digitalis and they left the others out. That's what's causing the side effects. And you can see it in the math. And the things you brought up about plants, this is something that we published probably four months ago. There's somebody named S. James Oates. He's a PhD out of Brown. And he and his students did a research project about plants. And they found hidden computer code in plants that were correction codes for humans. Makes me think we are just very sophisticated, carbon-based robots like the Borg that you brought up. How can that, a computer code in a plant fix something in a human? Well, we already have that piece. So putting those together, we need plants, they need us. It's homeopathy, it's herbs, it's just incredible things. I am so lucky that my ears and voice are mutated because that's how all of this started. Somebody would come in with a ruptured stomach muscle, I would sing to it and we would give them back the frequency and the hernia would clear up in a day or so. That's phenomenal to be able to have that. I don't know if it's a talent, a throwback, I don't want to say a throw up to the future. But, uh, sonic apothecary is what we're looking at when you're talking about herbs. And, and Bruce Lipton is just now talking about it and saying, you can think iron into this water and drink it. We're doing it with frequencies, but he's saying you can think it. When I know something's going on, I know exactly. I had a stroke um, a couple of years ago. And sometimes my tongue starts to swell. And I just can't talk right. I know if I think a certain formula, the swelling in my tongue will go down. Now, you have to keep thinking it, but we have a machine you can put it in, and you can just forget about it and let it do it. But there's so much in that blend of what humans try to find to make themselves and their planet perfect if they did something wrong. And I think, my opinion, this pandemic really shows that we're not good guardians, that we tend to do things for money. And you also said all these people who are having, uh, who's doing this, look at who is uh, benefiting. The people like you uh, that want the best for people, even sometimes if it hurts you, you still want things that are best for the greater good. Look at the person, people who are using this to degrade, make money, get power. Those are the ones behind it. So does that cover they all the, are. the pieces? That, you have some wonderful things. Who benefits? Um, I have asked for information back where this is on our site, I'm hoping she sent it. Yes, she did. You're on our site. Go look at um, soundhealthoptions.com slash X dash TRA dash events. 
and you can get a Sarah Westfall is um, easier. It's not Westfall, it's westall.com and everything is posted there that we have on our site too. Amazing. Very good. Yeah. As we talked about in our last uh, podcast we had with you, you know, we envision a world where this really is like a Star Trek technology. I mean, this is where we need to be going where you're in the you're in these not these smart cities that are controlled by uh these terrorists that run the world but in a truly holistic city where we have amazing libraries and parks where you can go ground you know and get your negative ions with flowing water and sound baths that you can literally go into uh into a center where you get these you you select your frequencies you want for whatever malady you currently have and then you walk through and you come out and you're like i'm good um same with quantum you know the quantum healing stuff all of this can be integrated if we it's what i feel like is our current health problems are a geopolitical socioeconomic issue they're not a technology issue they are a geopolitical socioeconomic issue i agree and what's on our portal soundhealthportal.com is that we're able to individuate why do you have weight gain why do you have parkinson's your body your voice will tell us and that's what modern medicine i think is left out they try to put everybody in the same barrel give them the same medications the same advice we're not built that way i am it's incredible to me how much medicine without testing and without any consequences like vaccines has really messed up a couple of generations. Oh, easily. You know, a lot of the concepts that we're talking about are not a secret to the people that are trying to maintain control as they've just uh, inverted them and weaponized them against the, the masses. Back in, uh, oh, about 1980, I believe, I met up with a gentleman, and his name was Frederick Bell, and he passed on, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or something. He was the great-grandson of Alexander Graham Bell, and he was a child prodigy and began working as a scientist for NASA, um, and NASA is not at all what we think it is, but they do have a good think tank. And uh, he began working with them, oh, when he was about 14. Now, he was in his mid-50s when I met him, and I was, you know, just opened up my first private practice, so I was pretty young. Uh, but he related stories. Now, he had just left NASA because he wanted to go into private enterprise, and he was in the Bay Area, and they were doing research based on what he know, knew with his uh, experience at NASA, but they were doing it in, you know, private because they couldn't get out with it. And uh, he was explaining how a lot of the things we see in Star Trek, they're already doing. One example he gave was being able to um, disassemble what we think of as atomic structure and projecting it and reassembling it at different locations. And uh, I know that we call like in Shaolin uh, circles, they call it teletransportation. And so, you know, the human... um, the human consciousness, when it's debugged from our programming, which limits us, is much more capable than any technology on the planet. 
and can counteract any kind of 5G or anything you can throw at it because those are very weak and very nonspecific compared to what we're capable of doing within ourselves. And uh, Frederick Bell, you know, uh, you know, is talking about how they put some of those things into technological form. But, you know, if we would just understand some of the things you're talking about, Sherry, and, you know, you have these abilities, uh, you know, you're a, a step ahead of the, the rest of us in that you have a part of yourself that, um, you know, I believe we all have, but for whatever reason, you came in with that activated in order to lead the way, you know, into this level of research and understanding. But there will come a time where the rest of us are in full control of our faculties. And at that point, not only do we, will we be impossible to control, but we will also be, it would be impossible for any of us to commit any level of harm on each other. It just wouldn't even, you know, it wouldn't even be a notion. And then you really don't have a need for all these governing bodies that, you know, claim that they uh, have validity because they're here to help help uh, protect us from ourselves. And um, so here we are, uh, you know, all these things are known behind the scenes and, uh, you know, we have the power and, and now I believe it's our time. I think privacy is an illusion. That sound that comes out your ear that I hear and probably other people hear, they just don't pay attention. That tells others what's going on in your mind, your brain, even though you may not know it yourself because of all the peer pressure and oughts and shoulds. So we've built another computer program called Nano Voice, and it's free on our Sound Health portal. And you can say to it, uh, I interviewed for a job today, it's right on the front, on the right-hand side, um, and I think I want that job. Your voice will tell you whether or not that job completes you, is compatible with you, because that gets us back to who we are. And we really, I think, people really hear all of these frequencies coming out of your ears that we call a holographic representation of who you are. You can talk to it. It won't keep your voice. It'll only keep the sounds. And it'll tell you, do you want that job? Do you want to go with that person? Is my kid lying? Do I feel good about this? It's there because you can lie with your words and, you know, look at the country. Many people are. But you can't lie with the sounds of your voice. And we know how to look at people's health through that, too. So we're offering that for people so they don't have to give away their rights. But think about what ha would happen if everybody had to tell the truth. We would have another coronavirus epidemic because mm -hmm. I don't think it, it'd be chaos in the beginning. We wouldn't need our legal system. We would probably have a lot of divorces <laughs> in the beginning. We wouldn't need other people to make decisions for us unless we were ill or um, just couldn't do it on our own. So nano voice is available for people. Uh, so you can see what's going on there and you don't have to give away your health rights. It will tell you, okay, the note of B is missing or too high. You've got a nerve problem. The note of C is missing or high 
and we have these charts for you. They're on our site. So you can look by the frequencies that your voice carries too much of or too little of based on what's going on in your brain. And you can see in general where your health is. I want people to have that right for their own health. And I want people to have the right to look at other people and see if they're telling the truth. How is this going to benefit people? Pardon? Oh, I just said, this is great. I can't wait to play with this. He just did Biden's voice. By, he has vascular inefficiency. Uh, I thought it was Alzheimer's or Lewy proteins, but he has vascular dementia. And depending on what they feed him, then that's where he's going to have access or not to his brain mouth connection. So we should put that mm-hmm. out. We just did Trump. Um, he's telling the truth, but not all of it. There's something else major behind this that's going on. We've done thousands of these and we've been right all the time about who's guilty, who's telling the truth, what's going on, stuff about UFOs, stuff about the royal family that Harry and Meghan were going to split off and Meghan was going to be the leader. I mean, you can call it just by looking at the numbers and looking at your own matrix. I've given you some here. And we have free classes for people every month. This one's on the 16th and 17th. You'll need uh, a computer, but we're giving you the, oh, you'll need a microphone, but we're giving you the rest of it. Just go sign up. The more we can spread this across everybody, like these frequencies that Mike has to share with you, uh, the more we will have control. I like that. Yes. So, Sherry, I know a lot of us find this very entertaining. So, uh, do you mind if we go into some other personalities? Do you know anything about Bernie? Um, he very much, I don't have it in front of me, he very much believes in what he's doing. But he, I just think it's a wrong direction. It's very loving, very, um, what is it when it's totally for humanity? But we're not ready for that. There's greed. Uh, involved and I think Bernie has the power to run as a third party and that's what he should stick to so that he can have a say in what's really going on I predict Biden is not going to get there and if he does I think he'll be killed so be careful about whoever the vice president pick is interesting um, can Anybody we? Anybody you'd like to know about Mike? Well, I've got some amazing questions that have come up here, uh, and I mean, I'd like to know some answers to these if uh, you don't mind, Sherry. Um, uh, there are some really great questions here. One of them is, and this is kind of going back to you mentioning ozone, so it's kind of going back a little bit in our discussion here. But Joan sixty three was wondering what um, what is a number wave ID for ozone? Thank you, and you are wonderful. That was her mm-hmm. question. A channel 6400, B channel 128, and that can work in a rife. It needs to be a square wave, and that can also work in that online tone generator. If you have something that will go lower than that, you could use 
3200 and 6400. But make sure it's a square wave. Don't use it anymore in 15 um, minutes. Ozone long term could poison you and really damage you. So um, only a little bit at a time. And we have a positive and negative reaction sheet for you um, that we, you, it's on um, Sarah Westall's site. So people can look at an overdose. Use it as comfortable. Like when we finally came up with the antidotes to keep your body um, strong against coronavirus, we looked at the notes, you have them, and what they create together is vitamin C and vitamin A. And an overdose of the sound will give you loose stool and dry mouth, just like the real thing. We've tested it already. Interesting. That's good advice. Uh, you know, I'm certified in oxidative therapies, which is, uh, you know, very aggressive ozone therapies. And we treat it very seriously. And we... Uh, it's just like giving a pharmaceutical drug, uh, depending whether it's an injection or an IV or an insufflation of some type. We, we have a very precise measurement with the flow meter, uh, you know, of the oxygen along with the, the, the settings on the machine itself. And then only for a prescribed amount of time, because more is definitely not better. You quickly reach uh, the point of diminishing returns very quickly. So we just caution people because a lot of people are buying ozone machines these days. And so it, it's like a medicine. You don't just take, uh, you know, six pills instead of one. So do you have any more questions here, Mike? Of course. Yeah. Here's another one for Sherry. Um, this is from uh, T. Fremo, Fremo for Sherry. Have you looked at the frequency of emotions and how it affects our body's ability to use nutrients and maintain homeostasis. Yes, emotions are just an octave. When you look at scales like 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, and you can move through octaves, and emotions absolutely can clog up the works. F and F sharp for uh, men when they have issues about sexual performance, F and F sharp will um, be stressed. We did this with um, Tiger Woods, right? When he was beginning to lose competitions, he was having an affair um, in, I don't know how to say this politely, but it's the thrust muscles in sex and the twist muscles in golf that are the same. And if those are stressed, he certainly, his golf game went down. Um, <laughs> lower back, um, kidneys, we have charts that are available to people on our site. Amazing. So you need a little waggle in your golf swing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that makes a lot of sense, though, um, and we know there's a lot of chi or prana in uh, in the masculine form when we, um, you know, refrain from, uh, you know, when we keep that energy inside us, we'll just say. Um, well, it connects <laughs> the top and the bottom of the body, and that's the muscles that were being used or not used properly. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Uh, another great question um, from uh, T. Fremo again. What impact is fear having on our zinc levels or vitamin A, for example? Well, vitamin A is a C-sharp and zinc is a C. So they're right next to each other. And when those two uh, frequencies are out together, it's female hormones. A lot of endometriosis and infertility are in those sections. C-sharp also deals with uh, fairness and trust and honesty. And so somebody's suppressing you, that C-sharp will go down. And if it stays a long time, it'll affect your connective tissue. It certainly affects fertility and uh, labor and delivery. C also mixed with B, when there's fear in the body, can create cancer. And we found three things that are consistent with cancer. See if I can remember vitamin A, catalase, and calcitonin. Calcitonin keeps your calcium stable. And if you really want to check what your levels are of cancer, we check you against your levels of calcium in this grid that we put together and we can tell where your body's going. We teach this to doctors because they can handle it. We teach it to advanced students because we've taught them how to put everything together. But you can certainly look at what's happening on the portal. There is a place where you can look at how many frequencies uh, you have in each note. And you can also give yourself reports you start as an apprentice free just to learn. You want to go on and get more expertise. You go to technician. You want to be researchers. There's a class for that. And then there's a class for doctors. You just push a button and get all this information about your client. Why isn't your client using calcium? What is all involved? What gene, what protein, what nutrient? It's all there. And we've put this in a computer program. Uh, just based on what we've done the last 30 years or so. So we're trying to make it available to everyone. That's fantastic and such a valuable resource. This is just, it's so inspiring because it's, once we once again, anybody can access this. So, I mean, you need a computer and um, like you said, a microphone to have the, bio, the bioacoustic feedback, but so fantastic. I have another amazing question. They're just pouring in, Sherry. Um, this is from Traveler Music. Uh, he's actually a friend of mine and somebody, I, as I mentioned pre-show, who is producing in 432 hertz um, as more of a healing frequency versus the standardized 440. And this is his question. Can you please ask if the frequencies themselves are the indicators of these health issues or if it's based on the note in a scale because the notes themselves would be shifted between, for example, 432 and 440? It's actually um, the architecture. So you can look at a picture of the architecture of your voice. It's the scales. It's, um, how do I answer all of that? It's the distances between marks when you're looking at a toxin. It's a different architecture if you're looking for um, broken bone. And we do have these little tricorder things. We know the numbers that were accelerate uh, bone healing. We've used that a lot. Um, so it's a combination. 
of harmonics, of what numbers we know sound good. Ask your musician friend, if you play C and F sharp together, don't you get a sort of an ominous kind of uh, sound? But if you play C and G together, you get a more melodic sound. So it's how the notes fit together, how they add up. So there's a lot of things we look at, how the notes play together. So when you go into the computer, if something plays together well, you'll see a big turquoise circle around it. So those two notes are a specific issue. We can also just look at all the frequencies that are anomalous and play those, play them together. They may not sound like good music, but it's something the body says it needs. Very Ask him if that explains it. Um, okay, we'll do. He had another question too. Um, and he's just wondering uh, how this relates to music. Example, if a male has sexual issues while listening to the frequencies uh, or a song in the key of F, F sharp, will that help them? Um, so in terms of music today and also this always relates to because i know most music is toned into 440 right that's like most popular music and is that intentional um but how does this relate to like the music we listen to oh great question when you use the 432 and some of the pythagorean information the church outlawed c and f sharp and in those scales using them together creates six 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 and so they didn't allow people to write music because that's the scale that helps the body heal so the looks like the church was taking back that power penelope gook wrote about this she's from england she has a book about it but how the frequencies are put together means a lot into whether or not your body can heal and what they take away you're looking at C, um, uh, I'm looking at brainwaves. C at 16, its reciprocal is going to be F. But if you look at Pythagorean, by the numeric count, it's going to be G. And the C and the G together allows you dominion over your health. The C and the F sharp. And Jill Madsen wrote a book about this, Lost Waves of Time. She explains a lot better than I can about how different cultures, and especially the religious people who wanted to take control, wrote, didn't allow music to be written in a particular way that would heal you. For instance, some of this is in the Bible. When we first started, I used a configuration of three, six, and nine. And we have, it's our logo. And if you take that logo and turn it a certain way, it gives you the Maltese cross. And when we switched our architectures and our frequencies to the Maltese cross, that's when we got the body to rebuild itself. And we don't know how. And in one case, tooth regrow and hair regrows and uh, eye lens and muscles. So the architecture of a um, Maltese cross was hidden in the literature that they were saying, this is how we do it. And I think in every um, country that comes in and, and tries to take over in olden times, made people 
quit using the music, quit using the religion, even the games. So I think we've sort of backed into how these frequencies should be used mathematically for us to be able to regrow our body. But here's the catch. We went to the National Institute of Health. We went to uh, the FDA and they said, this is not music, um, this is not medicine, go away. I didn't know what to do at that point, and I said that point blank, that doesn't help me. They said, keep case studies and see what happens. And we have, and we've shared all of that, but I explain it this way. Uh, prove to me that creativity exists. You can't. Only by the outcomes can you cre prove creativity. And that's what we've done. We've lab tests and all that. We had a, a Dr. Rudy come to us and he said, I have a multiple sclerosis. They gave me so many months to die. Um, the computer said, this is not MS. It doesn't match that pattern of anybody else with MS. This is a trauma to your spine. He said, no, 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 no. Well, few, we gave him his sound. A few days later, he came back and I did have a skiing accident. There was damage, but they told me it was nothing. So from November of one year to about four months of the next year, he had regrown his nerves in his legs from his waist down to his toes. That is impossible, but we have it in the lab tests. And they could say, well, that was just a miracle. Okay, so we call this miracles of non-medicine. So let's get on it and find out how it really works. I have been supporting this for the last 30 years. Some big um, company that has the people at heart and has the resources to develop this should take it further. I feel like I've had a child and I've nurtured it, but it needs more than I can give it. Mm -hmm. And so I give it to the people in hopes that they'll carry it further and send back data. Yeah, and we're we're trying to help get that, that information out. And, um, Scott, so many questions coming in. One, you know, one thing I've been researching a lot is this whole, um, call it a conspiracy theorist about Tartaria, which was this ancient, not even that ancient, uh, a couple hundred year old civilization that supposedly was wiped off the planet. And you can look at this architecture that matches. And it's interesting. It relates to the cathedrals, um, and how they all had these massive organs and these organ pipes. And the theory is that these are actually much bigger than just a, a religious place of worship, but they were actually healing centers and that they would go, the people, they knew this, not even a couple, you know, three, 400 years ago, they would go to these places and they would play certain tones and to literally heal themselves in these amazing acoustic buildings. And the buildings were actually technology themselves which had other things involved too. But um, it's amazing how far we've gotten away from that. And my question is, is there an impact in terms of digital versus analog? In other words, if we went yeah. back to records versus the digital harsh MP3s or whatever we have now, um, what's your thoughts on that? I think that uh, digital has something to do with it because they're um, approximated they aren't clear harmonics. Joe Matson's book, again, Lost Ways of Time, explains 
a lot of this and it explains too why the church decided not to allow certain music to be in there because we can put certain frequencies together and people can feel their thyroid vibrating i think it's lost somehow i don't know who buried it i don't know if it's in the archives of the churches someplace but i believe that this was known once to everybody and when some people wanted to take control they took control of the music and the sound and the vibrations that allowed us dominion to our optimal form and function and this relates right to this question here by king x club who's one of our admins and uh members of uh, our telegram can Sherry draw a correlation between disease and the sampling frequencies which are used as the digital standards? So 44.1 kilohertz, 48 kilohertz, and 96 kilohertz. The only one I've studied extensively is 44, and that is comparable to leukemia. Oh, my God. And when the digital, we use sine waves to heal the body, and we use a pathogen square waves to get rid of incoming unwanted stuff. So yes, the wave makes a difference. We used um, 22 now. Um, I can't remember what that relates to, but that's a great question. I'll go look it up. But 44, we've warned people um, that 44 is an issue. And we have a way to look at it and see how it relates to your voice or everybody's different. This is what's so wonderful about bioacoustics. It's all individual. 44 may not cause leukemia in you, but we can see it in somebody else. So to be able to test your voice against um, anything, arsenic or whatever, that's on the website. And that's what we want people to be able to do because one size fits all doesn't do it. Did that answer it? Yes, that uh, that was amazing. The leukemia, um, you know, statement is just crazy. Um, that uh, you know, mm -hmm. there does seem to be some sort of in that bringing back to the Tartaria thing is like it, as you, we investigate more and more, it seems like you are dead on. We've lost a lot of this technology, uh, and uh, what's wonderful is that I think humanity is waking back up to it. And, you know, you look back to the pyramids, too, and all the sound um, stuff that, you know, from the using that to literally create the pyramids to all the wonderful acoustics and everything inside the pyramids. It's obvious that, you know, and this relates to what we talk about and what you mentioned, the holographic universe and, or how we are. And, and like Rudolf Steiner even said, um, you know, measles is actually a manifestation of our incarnate, uh, you know, of our previous soul battling with the new incarnation in our physicality and that these childhood diseases are exactly that. And so what you've been able to do is you've been able to show this with math and, and, and actual, uh, these technologies, how our, and this does get spiritual, but how our holographic presence here, how our, our greater consciousness and how, when it comes into this meat suit, how it interacts. And it's, there's just, it's so nuanced and so complex. And, you know, we've had these, this dominant system right now, which tries to break it down into these chemical constituents. And it's very kind of, you know, it's barbaric 
really the way medicine is right now to where it can go. I would agree. But when I mentioned 44K, your reaction was, oh, my God, I'm around that all all the time. What can we do about this? What's the answer? And then I got to stay focused. I got to go on. I got to answer something else. That's what was going on in your voice. <laughs> Spot on. Uh, you are truly skilled. Um, amazing. Amazing. Um, I'm sharing the Sound Health Portal link here. And uh, everybody, please go access that. Access the uh, free workshops. Um, we're going to drop in um, all these links in the show notes for those listening on the podcast. This has been such an amazing talk. We're coming up on an hour and a half. I know we've all got a lot to do today. Um, so probably can start to wrap this up. Uh, Dr. Lando, Bear, any, uh, any other words here for Sherry? Um, no, just as usual, Sherry, you got my wheels turning here because I'm trying to integrate with you know, some of the things I'm involved with, what you're doing with. And last time you were with us, I uh, publicly stated I got to get online and uh, do, you know, update myself with your advanced training, which I'm now motivated to do more than ever. So um, do you have some advanced practitioner courses in the works? And is that possible to do online here? Yes, we have put out a lot of tutorials. We have a catalog you can download from our site. And we've put every level uh, tutorials for people to work with so they can do this all on their own. We're just trying to get it out there. But we do okay. need people in classes, teachers. We need teachers to mm. help people learn to do this. Wonderful. Well, like wait, to, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. I just like to remind people that there's nothing really horrible wrong with your voice. It's just what you do about it that makes a difference, and the computer can give you that information of what to do. Fantastic. One of our intentions here on the property, you know, we're, we're starting all over again with our farm. We're entering our fourth year, and we were at our old property longer, and uh, so we have to put up some buildings and, and things. You know, we focus most of our attention on the farm here and growing things. And we're ready to go to that next phase. But one of the things I want to do most is have an actual, you know, and more of an elaborate sound acoustic, uh, you know, studio than what we had in Maui there. And uh, boy, I'd love to have you out again someday. I don't know if you ever hit the road and do that anymore. But definitely I want to uh, get in this training and, and integrate this in with everything. And then uh, I can't wait to... Uh, get some things going on site here and any way that we can be um, instrumental in supporting your work and getting it out because I, I strongly believe it's, it's where we have to go. It's the only place left to go. Um, so thanks again so much for being with us. I am reminded of something else we have to tell people. Many people mm -hmm. are sending in samples using their cell phone. Uh, cell phones are not very accurate, it's like garbage in, garbage out. You can get a decent uh, microphone at Amazon. It'll make everything accurate and it'll save time. Great point. Great point. Uh, one last question from Lightworker, just for fun here, because uh, he's such a great supporter of the channel. Going back to voice analysis of these wonderful figures in our public arena, he was just wondering, uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, have you done any voice analysis of, of Pocahontas? 
I have for her, but I let me see if I can remember it. I'll, how about <laughs> I'll send it to you? Okay. Good. Um, she is not. She, it's like her information was so sporadic and it didn't come together as anything coherent. It was just like this dab and that dab and that dab. Um, so she's a multitasker, but none of the tasks are connected. <laughs> Wonderful. Curie, I have one question. This might be totally off the wall and have nothing to do with anything, but I'm curious. Uh, what's the thing with reverse speech? You know, people that uh, do the recordings, do them in reverse and get the words. What's that all about? David O's stuff is wonderful. He does a similar kind of thing that we do, only he takes this bit of your sound and he, he turns it around because your subconscious really knows what you're saying. I think that's how psychics work sometimes. You say blah, 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 and they hear the reverse at the same time. My first introduction to David was uh, at a seminar where we were both speaking, and I was just really curious about this. He said, well, don't tell me what your favorite number is, but just talk about something. And I said, I don't want to tell you what my favorite number is. Backwards, it said, Severin is your favorite number. Exactly wow. right. Oh, that is trippy. That relates to the hol hologram again, I think, to the whole simulation. It does, but you guys can download Audacity audacity.com yep. yep. and you can reverse speech you can go on there there's a little um glitch like a piece is missing and you take that next little section and you turn it around and you can do it all with audacity if you want i think david still teaches classes out of australia that's amazing i've used audacity for decades for at least 15 years um wow that is so that's a great question uh bear um well sherry this has been such a pleasure and uh i i've learned a lot and if just so many different channels to go down and it's always just amazing having you on we really appreciate all your work and you're just a national treasure and Anytime we can get your information out, um, the better for society, especially right now. So uh, we'll make sure all your links are in the show notes. If you're listening on the podcast, we do this live every Thursday at 10 a.m. on uh, Pacific Standard Time on DLive, dlive.tv forward slash Alpha Vedic. You can join us there to ask questions to us and our guests. Um, we uh, also uh, do this on YouTube. So this will air at YouTube at 5 p.m. tonight. Uh, Pacific Standard Time on YouTube forward slash Alpha Vedic. Get all the information on our website. We're about to launch our new website. We've got some amazing new products coming from the farm, um, from our new Life Force Protein uh, line to our new C60, Carbon 60 line. Some really exciting products coming out. We'll be offering pre-sale on that. So you can uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Alpha Vedic. That's besides buying our products, that's an amazing way to support. If you like this information, uh, we definitely need your help. We're trying to do a lot here, and uh, as you know, everyone's kind of under the gun right now. So if you can afford to join us on Patreon, you can join just the $5 a month, or you can join the co-op, and that would give you discounts and allow you to get more uh, interactive with our off-grid farm and everything we're doing. Uh, and then, of course, our telegram, t.me forward slash Alpha Vedic. That's our daily chat there. Uh, it's, a, it's an amazing community, to say the least, of some of the most the brightest minds. 
on the planet really are joining that and we're all mind hiving solutions um, or excuse me, hive minding solutions here uh, to, so we can move forward. Because I, I really believe this is the great shift happening right now. Sherry, this is what we've been talking about forever. Uh, the great shift is amongst us right now. And whether we like it or not, uh, we're going through it. So let's come out the other side in a very powerful way using technologies like Sherry's, what uh, bioterrain medicine, like what Dr. Lando does and, you know, all the wonderful stuff we do on the farm. So thanks again, Sherry, for joining us today. And um, we hope you all have a wonderful day. Get out, grow some food, enjoy nature, and um, more, than, more than anything, enjoy your life as much as you can because we're only here for a short amount of time. Thanks, everyone, and uh, have a blessed day.